Welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles and a whole other genre of game today. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. I like to call it the fan fiction genre of game. Yeah, this is the Escape This Podcast Yu-Gi-Oh! special. Every episode, we have guests come on and play through an escape room that exists only in Danny's mind and on the tablet in front of her. Uh, the ancient Egyptian stone tablet in front of her. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and this episode, we have two returning guests back from our Christmas special, David Kreas and Pax Asadi. Welcome back, David. Hello. Welcome back, Pax. Hi. This was actually the room that we very first pitched to David when we very first got in contact. We were like, hey, David, yep. loved you on Taskmaster. You mentioned Yu-Gi-Oh during a live task. Would you like to do a Yu-Gi-Oh themed escape room? And then we bait and switched you with a Christmas room instead. <laughs> but I answered so quickly, <laughs> yes, yes, please, yes, please. And, uh, I, you know, I'm actually kind of happy because, you know, you get the first episode, the Christmas episode, super fun, get your head around what it is. And now we can come in like pros, as, you know, these escape yeah. room exactly. pros. Well, I don't know about pros. I don't know if you've, listened, if you've listened to the Christmas episode. <laughs> Boy, that was a shambles. But... <laughs> We got there in the end. <laughs> we brute forced our way through that one. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to do it again. Uh, so, obviously, you've been on recently. We've asked you about your escape room experience, about yeah. your tabletop role-playing experience. Mm. People who are super interested, they've probably already heard it, or they can go back and they can listen to that. We don't need to rehash old ground. That's a phrase. Yeah. I've made it up. Because we've got new questions we've got for a, you. We've got, a new, we've got a new question. Keeping it general at first, what is your Yu-Gi-Oh! experience? And Pax, would you like to start? Sure, yeah. My Yu-Gi-Oh! experience is pretty deep. <laughs> I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! extensively after school. Get home, I'd do everything I needed to do. Then I'd let my little brother watch, like, Teletubbies and, like, Bananas in Pajamas. And then at four o'clock, all that stuff. All that lame stuff that I didn't secretly enjoy was over. And then <laughs> and then it was time for Yu-Gi-Oh! I watched all of the episodes of the first... I don't know. I don't know if there was a season before the one I watched, but it had <laughs> Weevil in it and, and all of that stuff. And the ocean guy? I forgot the ocean guy's name. Mako oh, yeah. Tsunami. Mako. Yeah, yeah. Mako. And then I actually played the game. But <laughs> the first... Well, I, obviously, as a kid, I asked my mom if I could buy Yu-Gi-Oh! cards. And she was like, no, no. Because my mom was... Really strict and didn't buy us a lot of fun things, except on like our birthday and stuff mm. like that. But she agreed to buy me Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and I was so excited. And then she came home with a booster pack of Magic cards. Oh no! And I was the lamest uh -huh. guy at school. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also like that's like something you invest in though, because later on, Magic cards got super cool. Oh, but weirdly, I'm now into Magic cards because of that. <laughs> Yeah. But then obviously at some point I bought actual Yu-Gi-Oh cards and, yeah. and Young Pax is sitting there being like Black Lotus, get out of yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> like, wrap it up. Wrap it up. That's my favorite episode of uh Raised by Refugees, the trading card episode. <laughs> Wait, do you have like a secret like like a secret release of Raised by Refugees that I didn't I, write? I go I go deep, dude. All of the all of the themed episodes, those are my yeah. favorite ones. When you go I real dark common. <laughs> Um, that, by the way, that's my sitcom that's just come out in New Zealand. Excellent. That's the, that's the plug. <laughs> uh, wonderful. David, what is, do you have a similar sort of Yu-Gi-Oh experience? 
Oh yeah, I was doing exactly the same thing Pax was doing, but on the South Island. Like, come yeah. home four p.m., get there. <laughs> the worst thing about watching Yu-Gi-Oh was when the TV channel would just restart the season, so you'd come back mm. home, yep. and it would just be two seasons behind, or like mm. twenty episodes behind, and it was just heartbreaking knowing mm. that you were so. And it was always just before a big cliffhanger happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always, yeah. yeah. Now I would like to preface this with a quick address to the people at home. People at home. I understand that maybe some of you are listening to this episode because you like our show <laughs> and you think, oh, escape rooms, they're quite fun. And you have no idea what the hell we're talking about because you're like, I don't know Yu-Gi-Oh or, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh, I remember that was on after Dragon Ball Z and I don't remember it. You may not get the full experience of this room. You're going to look, but no, don't say that. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to, and I'm going to do my best. I think we'll all do our best to endeavor that when something cool happens, we'll do the the thing that always makes it enjoyable and we'll break down exactly why it's cool. And we'll tell you, (laughs) and we'll say, no, 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 you don't understand. And we'll drag the rhythm of this podcast to a snail's pace and explain everything. You know, I'll be, to reference another show, I'll be like a little kind of Yu-Gi-Oh Pokedex and you can just point me. (laughs) At all of the characters nice. when they appear, and I'll be like, Joey Wheeler, this guy's a loser. Uh, and that, right, so you'll understand. You'll all keep you'll be up. A, you'll, be a, you'll be a Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokedex that will digivolve the knowledge exactly. of the listener. <laughs> digivolve your, know, your knowledge until you go Super Saiyan with, with joy. <laughs> all right, and the next are two quickfire questions. I would like to know, who is your favorite character? David. Mine has changed. When I was a kid, it was definitely um, Yugi, Yugi Moto, mm-hmm. because I saw a lot of myself in him. But mm-hmm. now I reckon it's Joey Wheeler because he's such a meme. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, his, he's dialogue, his dialogue is so funny when you hear it back. And his accent is oh, so good. Yeah, I love the fact that he's like a New York guy. A <laughs> mm-hmm. <Hey>, York! <laughs> he's the best. And he's so bad. He's one of the top duelists in the world. And he's still just like, wait a minute. Flame Swordsman can't go on the field now. I, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to summon Red Eyes. Joey, yeah. you need to sacrifice monsters for, to summon. Oh, yeah, no. I, I knew that. Now my turn's over, and I don't and know what to the, do. He's like the third best duelist yeah, in the world. He's, he's number four ranked. He's always at the top of everything. And he's in the like, wait, I have to draw cards from a deck? I don't know how to do that, you. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Pax, favorite character? Uh, my favorite character is my Valentine. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I had a, I had a little twelve-year-old stiffy when my Valentine was on the screen. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, you could be my happy lady any day." <laughs> yeah, I love I love my Valentine. Well, wonderful. And do you have a favorite card? That's the next yeah, question. My favorite card is Pot of Greed. Nice, Pot <laughs> of Greed. Ah, Excellent. yeah. Pot of Greed, now, is it because it's such a good card or because of the art? Yeah, no, little... oh, the art is great. Um, it's awesome when they played it in the in the show because the other person would be shocked that they played <gasps> Pot of Greed every time. And But also when I played it at intermediate school and a bit of high school. And, the, and I mean, like, if you know about Yu-Gi-Oh! Now, the structure of the game now, Pot of Greed is, is not allowed to be played mm. Um, mm. because mm. it's just too, it gives you too much of an advantage. So yeah, I loved it because I had it in my deck and it was just so good. This is good. It just lets you draw two cards. That's it. Free, I think. Yeah, it seems it like on the surface, drawing two cards from your deck seems really mundane, but it actually gives you such a leg up because it allows you to dig into your deck and mm. and that find stuff. Getting cards is the whole point of the game into yeah, your yeah. hand. 
Sorry, we're getting a little bit nitty gritty. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I love Everybody, that. Let's talk about you because a lot of the times in Yu-Gi-Oh, you end up a lo- late in game. People just end up top decking for quite a while. Yeah. just really hoping to get any monsters out on the field. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, it's tough. It's tough, everybody. You draw that pot of green, you're very happy. Yeah, and you're just trying to gain some board control. That's all you're trying to do. You just want a bit of board control. Once (laughs) they've got that early game summon skull quickly on the field, you're sitting there thinking, well, what am I doing? I'm just putting out fodder for it to eat. I try desperately not to lose You're my just 2500 water life. and and oh, a lot of the times terrible. you know a lot of the times trap like how are you supposed to use trap cards if you don't have the monsters on them to be the vehicle for the trap cards do you know what I mean mm. I know now again that, just a quick reminder to the audience you will enjoy this episode uh, <laughs> <laughs> David do you have a favorite card uh, my favorite card was the twin headed thunder dragon which is oh yo that it was the best card in the PS1 version of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to you didn't have to sacrifice cards to put them on the field and you could just fuse any cards that you wanted. And Twin-Handed Thunder Dragon had 2700 attack points That's and you big. could make it from one lightning monster and one dragon monster. Didn't matter, they just had to be over 1600 attack points and you'd yeah. get that version. And it, you would just <laughs> cut through people in that game. <laughs> Such a good card. All right, everybody. I'm not going to talk about specific Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, we can do that in the post show when we got time. We should get into this thing. So at least people who don't like Yu-Gi-Oh can pretend that they're having fun. So (laughs) we're going to get started right away with the room. Danny, are you ready? Almost, because now I feel like there is just time for one last thing, which we need to get so that you guys know how to get into character for this room. Mm -hmm. Which is you're trapped somewhere. Who's going to be the best Yu-Gi-Oh character to get you out? For me, it's my Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the Millennium Key. Who's that guy? Who's the? Or was it the Scales? Oh my god, I'm already, I'm already screwing up. I'm already screwing up. It's probably Seto Kaiba because he'll just have mm. the money to just like helicopter you where out of wherever you are. Well, I have some good news for you, which is that in this room, the two of you are going to be playing, and you can decide who's who: the most valuable character and the most disposable character. Seto and Mokuba Kaiba. Whoa. Oh. Billy, would you like to fact ghost those two? Would you like to Hi Pokedex everybody. them? It's me. I'm going to talk to you about Yu-Gi-Oh. Seto Kaiba is the main rival of Yugi, and he's an incredibly rich billionaire who invented... He didn't invent dual monsters, he but he the did invent the system. way to play it properly with dual discs and holograms. He's a cool guy who's always angry. Refuses Always. to believe in Egypt for some reason. and Yeah, he and, thinks Egypt know, is a hoax. And he summons his classic blue eyes white dragon, the monster that you've all heard of if you don't know Yu-Gi-Oh. And he's, like Yu-Gi-Oh he's like Yu-Gi-Oh Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh yes. Bruce Wayne. And he flies around. All of his stuff is shaped like the blue eyes white dragon. Yeah. He's got like a blue yeah. eyes white dragon jet and a blue eyes <laughs> yeah. white dragon car and a blue eyes white yeah. dragon bike. Uh, you sound like you're laughing, but, but it's, it's all true. true. Um, Mokuba Kaiba... On the other yep. hand, is his yeah. younger brother, whose role in the series is to get kidnapped by every person <laughs> in the entire <laughs> game. Yeah. He's a living Se- MacGuffin. Because Seto's so cool that they're just like, how do we get him involved? And it's like, I don't know, they kidnap his younger brother. Yeah. And he goes, oh no, help me brother. I'm dying in a cage. That's yeah. Mokuba. Which one of you would like to play Mokuba? <laughs> yes, hello, hello, it's me, David, hello. That sounds well, like I'm, the perfect character. I'm older than you, and I'm also wealthier than you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, 
Okay, everyone. Let's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I also, and, and I also have a, right. I also have a car shaped like a dragon. <laughs> well, there we go. I think we've settled. I think we're ready to go. Let's go. The first thing you both notice is your heads hurt. And that irritates you because you're too rich for head pain. Oh, you yeah. stew on that for a moment before opening your eyes. This isn't your house. This isn't even Kybercorp headquarters where you sometimes fall asleep in a chair or on the couch. The two of you are just lying on dark, flat ground with nothing around you except each other. Oh, hold on. That's not true. A stone path has just appeared out of nowhere, starting right where you are and going off into the distance. You're quite sure it wasn't there a second ago. And why is the sky, if it is the sky, why is it so dark and rippling? Mokuba, you have a sneaking suspicion that you might know what this place is. Seto must have lost a duel and gotten you both sent to the bad place. Oh, Shadow <gasps> Realm. Are we, we're in the Shadow Realm? Seto, when Mokuba says that you must have lost a duel and gotten you both sent here, you said that doesn't sound right. I'm too good at I'm too good. Whatever this is, you'll play its stupid game. So the two of you haul yourselves to your feet, you do and undo however many of your coat buckles is appropriate, and <laughs> you follow the footpath. So like half of the buckles then. Half of no a quarter. <laughs> it doesn't look like it leads anywhere, but after a while something swirls into existence away in front of you. A silhouette that looks like a person. You get closer. Oh, well that's not a person, not really. It's the statue of the Dark Magician. <laughs> Yugi's favourite card, typical. You keep moving. So you walk a little while longer, and then you see another figure up ahead. It's the Dark Magician again. What? Whatever. Seto, you storm past this one as well. Mokuba, you stop to examine it. It's kind of realistic. The colours, the textures, they're perfect. And the way its eyes move and it seems to be breathed... Wait, wait a second. Hold on, you leap a foot in the air. Oh, that's not a statue. You cry out for your brother, but he's already way off in the distance. You can't even see him anymore. And then Seto walks up from behind you. He freezes. He looks behind him, in front, back again, and Seto, you groan. This place is some kind of spellbinding circle. <sighs> Which is another one of Yugi's favourite cards. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> then the Dark Magician opens its mouth. What does the Dark Magician's voice sound like? Hello, I'm the Dark Magician. Yeah, that sounds Ooh, good. I remember that. Spells and magic. <laughs> to proceed, you must answer three questions honestly. I do have written here, its voice is stupid. Really? Yeah. Good. Question the first. <laughs> What are you? I'm a child. I'm a child with long hair that goes that goes all the way down my shoulders. Black hair, and I wear a little puffer vest as well. My name's Mokuba. I'm the richest, greatest duelist the world has ever known. You punk. <laughs> <laughs> Question the second. Where are you? We're, we're in the shadow realm. Shadow realm, correct. And question the third. What powerful force will you need in order to escape? The heart of the cards. The Dark Magician stares at you, trying to figure out if you're serious or not. But at last it nods. Very well, you may proceed. Oh. And in exchange for three answers, you may have three cards. It places some cards in your hand, and they feel awfully real. Then it fades away into thin air, and in its place forms a stone door. Doesn't seem like you have much choice. 
You open it. You enter into a rectangular room that's mostly empty. You have come in through the south wall, but each other wall also has a door in it, and in the centre of the room is a hefty stone table. The two of you glance at each other and nod. No Shadow Realm is going to mess with the Kyber Brothers. You are way too good for this place. Mm-hmm. Mokuba starts crying. <laughs> Sido, <laughs> mm-hmm. what do we do? Sido brother s- slaps him out of it. Uh huh. We have three cards. Who's holding the three cards? Am I holding the three cards? Yeah, they would have handed it to you. You have authority. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I look at the cards. You examine the ones that the Dark Magician placed in your hand. To your disappointment, they are not Dual Monsters cards. Oh. They resemble, if you remember rightly, soul cards. The ones that are pictures of a real person that supposedly can trap a person's soul inside. People uh, keep saying that. I mean, you have no reason to believe in any of that crap. Yeah. One of the cards has a picture of that old man, Solomon Moto, Yugi's grandfather. Yeah. The second one has Marek, that jerk with the Egyptian god card that was supposed to be yours. And the third one, uh, that's Bakura. Yeah, that's his name. And you really do not care about that guy that much. <laughs> Love that. Okay. Do you reckon that each card represents the person behind each door? Can we? Uh, we should just try. You take a look at these three doors. Each of them is locked, and it looks like they need you to swipe a card in order to enter. They okay. also have elaborate decorations on them. The leftmost door has a painting of a pyramid. The rightmost yeah. door has a painting of a graveyard. And the middle door has a shop with a big turtle sign on top. Dude, we got this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the pyramid should be... Merrick. Merrick. Mm-hmm. The graveyard door should be... Bakura. Bakura. Or the granddad, because he's about to die. But yeah, we'll go with Bakura. <laughs> and the turtle... Yeah, the turtle must be the granddad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Swipe them. Swipe them in that order. You swipe the cards, and once you've done all three, all doors glow a bright white, and then they yeah. pop open. Yeah. To explain why. For yes. people playing along at home, uh, Solomon Moto runs the Kame Game Shop, a game shop that sells Yu-Gi-Oh cards and has a big turtle on top. Marek is a modern Egyptian tomb kind keeper. of cultist tomb keeper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Bakura is a grave-robbing thief. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. he has the spirit of a grave-robbing thief living inside of his mortal shell. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's a moot point. He's a thief. Yeah. <laughs> but the door's all open. Yep. I love this. This is just, this is like, just perf- This makes me feel so smart. <laughs> <laughs> this is I feel so smart. I grab my little brother by the scruff of the neck mm-hmm. and drag oh. him into the turtle room. You pass through this door and you find yourself in a near-perfect recreation of Kame Game, the game shop owned by Yugi's grandfather. Neither of you have spent any real time in here, but you can still spot the ways that it's different from its real-world counterpart. Normally all that decorates the shelves and display cabinets are dual monsters cards and a big poster of Black Luster Soldier, but right now you don't see any of that. The main display cabinet contains just a helmet. A shelf off to the left has some toys on it, a robot knight and a robot monkey. Sitting on the main counter is an elaborate looking board game, looks battery operated, and judging by some of the artwork it's some kind of gambling game. And to the right of the store 
Yeah, that's definitely new. It barely even fits in the room. It is a giant glass clock, bigger than you, in the shape of a time wizard. Oh. oh. I want that for my room. For people playing along at home, Time Wizard is a monster card. It looks like a clock wearing a cape used by Joey Wheeler most commonly to transport the match a thousand years into the future so that a dragon grows up and can do more damage. Yu-Gi-Oh! is a strange show. (laughs) I don't know why he just doesn't commit to the old dragon, eh? Like, just, like, (laughs) grow it up and then put it back in the deck. You'll be sweet. Yeah, keep it as an old dragon. (laughs) Okay. Robot Knight, Robot Monkey. Should we check out the should we check out the um, board game? You take a look at this game. It is a flat wooden board with a plastic figurine sitting on top, dressed like a judge. In one hand, he's got a gavel. In the other, a closed briefcase. On the wooden uh, floor of this game, you suppose, there are two buttons. One is an up arrow, one a down arrow. Between them is a coin slot. To the left of the game, you see some rules on a card. Judgment, higher or lower. Place your bet, and the judge man will show you the name of a duel monster. If you think its attack is higher than judge man's, press up. If you think it's lower, press down. If you're right, you will double your money. Place a second bet, a new monster's name will appear, and you'll need to guess if its attack is higher or lower than (gasps) your previous guess. People at home, you can't see the expression on David's face. It's like a sort of excited longing. So where do we get the cards? We'd put a coin in? Now, the thing is, you haven't carried coins in a long time. Yeah. You have none in your possession. I'm Seto Kaiba, baby. Yeah, you barely remember what they look like. Can, I, can we go over and examine the helmet? It looks vaguely familiar. It reminds you of the artwork of a somewhat powerful card, the Deep Sea Warrior. Oh, I remember Deep Sea Warrior. You don't have much use for water cards in your deck, but you try to remember what it's like. It's an effect monster, you know that. And uh, it's like when there's water on the field, it stops magic cards from working. Mm. You also notice there is a card taped to the glass in front of this helmet. Price, 100 coins. Man, we need to make some money. Okay, we should just examine everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's go examine the, the time wizard. The clock is enormous. Like, if it opened up, someone could just walk inside it. It's that big. The hands are currently sitting at midnight, and they don't seem to be moving. There are a couple of dials on the side that you assume can control them. Mm. The colourful ornamentation around the clock looks exactly like the time wizard. You think you've seen someone use that before, but eh, you can't remember her. There's something strange about the glass on this display. When you get up close to it, you think you can see an image drawn on it as if with smoke. You unfocus your eyes like you would with a magic eye 3D puzzle, and you see it. It looks like it's Yugi, middle of a duel, no, winning a duel, and you see a band covered in star chips on his wrist. That's, hmm, a little familiar. What does that make you think of? That reminds me of Duelist Kingdom, when you had to collect stars to go versus Pegasus. Yeah. It certainly does. Then as you're staring at this, the image changes and a new face appears. Only this one isn't made of glass. It's behind the glass. There is a real person there. Someone did walk inside it. And when you see who it is, oh, you wish it was anyone else. Hey, uh, so it turns out it's really easy to lock yourself in a giant clock. Says Joey Wheeler, knocking on the other side of the glass. 
There's a way to unlock it from the outside, I'm sure. Kind of sure. Think you could help a guy out? Ah, jeez, ah, yeah. <laughs> Classic Joey Wheeler. Kaiba hates Joey Wheeler significantly more than Yugi. Largely because he thinks they they both suck, but Joey's a worse duelist. Hey, Kaiba, I'm as good a duelist as you. Hey, how'd you do in Duelist Kingdom? I did pretty well, maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. Nice uh, blue well, eyes, you idiot. Kaiba hey. gets his soul stolen, and Joey wins a lot of money. Hey, nice soul. I want money to pay for my sister's surgery. <laughs> surgery. <laughs> okay, let's go examine the robot and the monkey. So the robot knight looks like an action figure of the Duel Monsters card of the same name, and it does nothing. Oh, great, how dull. You then turn to look at the robot monkey, and as soon as you make eye contact with it, its eyes glow to life. Its arms move up and down in a weird dance motion, and a mechanical voice comes out of a speaker in its mouth. Welcome. My name is Bot. B-O-T. My friend won't play with me. It rotates on its axles and mockingly slaps the air in the direction of the robot night doll. But you will, right? Play my word game and win a prize. And you see that wrapped tight in its metal tail is a book. Can't see what its title is, though. What do we do, Mokuba? Maybe we go back to Joey and we figure out if we can help him help him out of the... But I don't want to help him out. He's a loser. <laughs> but he might be the, the key to finding a way out of the Shadow Realm so you can beat Yugi again. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. You know what I like. Beating Yugi. <laughs> All right, let's go back to Joey. Hi, Joey. You idiot. My brother doesn't really like you. Oh, I don't really like him. I'm not sure why. You seem actually like a kind of cool guy. <laughs> you seem chill, but so I'm not really sure why I don't like you, but I don't like you. It's because you're stuck up and rich. Yep, that's true. Hey, Joey, wh- how did you get stuck in this time wizard? I don't remember. Time magic. Is there any kind of lock that's, um, that's holding you through? You seem to expect some uh, intelligent conversation from Joey Wheeler. That may have been a mistake on your part. He can offer you nothing helpful. Oh, God. I remember... See, this is why I don't like you. Yeah, well, this is why I'm going to beat you with my flame swordsman. Okay, Okay. let's go... We could put the helmet on top of the robot. Well, we can't get the helmet because it's locked in Mm. in the case, and the only way to get the helmet is to have money. Mm-hmm. You need a hundred coins. We need a hundred coins and we get the helmet. The only way to get coins is to play the game to double mm-hmm. our money, but we don't have coins. Mm. So let's, should we leave this room and go to a different room? Maybe there's, yeah. maybe there's ways to get coins in different rooms. Yeah, let's do that. I feel like Pyramid, you know, Egypt is very coiny. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's a coiny <laughs> place. Yeah. Now don't forget, there was something in the main, in the main central room for you to look at as well. Oh yeah, okay. Oh. Okay, we go into the main central room and and have a peruse. Beyond the three doors, all there was was a big old stone table in the middle of the room. Can we go up to the stone table and look at it closely? For sure. It's heavy. It's made of limestone, marble, something like that. At the very edge of each side of it, you see the faint indent of a handprint, making four right hands. And taking up the entire center of the table is a familiar-looking grid it looks like the card placement area on a dual disc with space um, for five face-up cards, as usual. Uh, well, okay. make that four. Uh, in one of the places that you'd normally put a card, instead there is a rectangular button with an interesting pattern decorating it. It's a blue and orange circular swirl. Does that sound familiar? <gasps> it does. Yeah. Is that a polymerization card? 
It definitely looks like polymerization. One of your favourites. For people playing along at home, polymerization is a card that you can play to take two monsters from your hand and fuse them into a more powerful monster, such as David Correa's favourite card, which requires any lightning monster <laughs> and any dragon to create a double-headed thunder dragon. Do we still have those three cards that were given to us? After you swipe them in the doors, they vanished. Oh, okay. Well, okay, I put my hand in one of the hand slots. It fits perfectly. I put one of my hands in the hand slots. It fits pathetically. It's too small. Yeah. Little baby hands. We need Joey, and we need, I assume, two others that are hit, uh, stuck in the other rooms. You say the words, we need Joey, and your mouth feels like it just... <laughs> <laughs> I throw up all over Mokuba. All right, let's go in the pyramid room. I reckon there's going to be coins in there. You push the pyramid door the rest of the way open, and to perhaps nobody's surprise, you find yourself in the chamber of a pyramid. It is lit by the bright flicker of a single flaming torch. All the walls are bare except for the one in front of you, which has some small but complex-looking wall carvings. A colossal sarcophagus sits off to the left, and to the right, something that doesn't quite fit. Doesn't make sense at all. It is a miniature castle. And mm. you recognize it instantly because, yet again, it is a dual card. It is the magic card Toon World. Mm. You hate Toon World. Mm. Pegasus did uh, create the game of dual monsters by taking heavy inspiration from an ancient Egyptian card game, and Toon World is his favorite card. Big Brother. I reckon Pegasus is in the sarcophagus. Should we push it open? We should try. Okay, this sarcophagus, it's much longer than any person. It's at least nine feet from head to toe. It's dusty gold. It's got funny little patterns all over it. Uh, and when you try to shove it to lift its lid or anything, everything about it is too heavy. You can like, There are some things on the side that are almost like handholds at the top, but it just isn't working for you. You need something more to get any action out of this thing. Okay. Doesn't move. Let's check out the carvings. Yeah, let's go look at the carvings. What's going on there? Up close, there isn't as much to them as you thought. It's just a few hieroglyphs and beneath them, five small rectangular indents. Looks kind of like someone was tiling the wall and forgot to stick a few in place. You're about to turn and examine something else when the hieroglyphs catch your eye again. Hang on. Seto, this is for you. A moment ago, these were indecipherable pictures, but now all of a sudden you can read them. They are morphing into English in front of you. What is this? From left to right, above each of the indents, you translate five words. Sobek, S-O-B-E-K, then Hekret, H-E-Q-E-T, Unput, A-N-P-U-T. Dedun, D-E-D-U-N, and Ippy, I-P-Y. And the, each one is over a different rectangular That's space. Right. Let's go over to the castle for now. You approach the castle. It looks so unreal. You expect it to vanish when you get too close. It's almost bouncing slightly. You know that tunes move in their own unusual way. But this almost doesn't seem like that. This looks like it's moving because something is moving around inside it. You clear your throat, and the entire castle jumps. Who? Something inside makes a noise. Who's there? 
You know that voice. That's Pegasus. Why, the Kybers? You don't know how he knows. Maybe he can see out of one of the castle's painted windows? Well, aren't you a sight for the sore adventurer? I was exploring these ancient ruins for inspiration for the next generation of Industrial Illusions Duel Monster cards, when all of a sudden my favourite magic card appeared in front of me and sucked me in. And this may be a castle, but it's not all that comfortable. Now I dare say you're going to need my assistance getting away from this place. So if you wouldn't mind hurrying up about letting me out, mm, Kyber boy. <laughs> Can we go look at the, f- does the flame do anything? Oh, all right, fine, bye. You mean the torch? Yeah, the torch. Yeah, it's a tall post stuck in the ground. It's just got a flame set at the top. It's burning intensely enough to keep this whole pyramid lit. And it does look like you could grab it and walk around with it. So clearly we need cards. Because in the table in the middle of the main room, there's slots for cards. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the words up above the little rectangles, those must be slots for cards. It feels like we need cards. I reckon they might be in the graveyard room. Okay, let's go to the third room. Lead us the way, big brother. <laughs> <laughs> you exit the pyramid. Mokuba's classic catchphrase. <laughs> Lead us the way, big brother. <laughs> and my cla- and Seto Kaiba's classic catchphrase, let's go in the third room. <laughs> <laughs> you push open the graveyard door and behind it is indeed a graveyard. Whoa. Up in the far left, there is a scattered collection of graves. In the lower right is a cremation wall where people's ashes get stored. In the upper right, there is a small icy pond, which is, you know, unusual, but you guess not too strange for a graveyard. But what is weird is that there is something skating on it. It's a penguin. Ice skating. And somehow, that is still not the weirdest thing in this room, because in the lower left, there are four giant hats, each about ten feet tall, with question marks stitched onto them. Hmm. It is hard not to recognize them as the Magical Hats Duel mm. Monsters card. That is, I haven't thought about that card in such a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the old three-card Monty. Big, big fan. For people playing along at home, Magical Hats is a card that Yugi uses, which puts hats over your monsters and flips them around like you're playing three-card Monty. But there like, are four which of ones, them generally, are Which there? one's the monster? You'll never know. I feel like there are four of them. <laughs> there might be four of them. Also, it is one of those cards where even though in the real world it is a magic card and even though the art makes it look like a magic card, in the anime, it is exclusively used as a trap card. Yes. Can we move the hats? We walk over to the hats and try and move them. You approach them. They are big black top hats, white question marks on the front. They are all way too big and heavy for you to move. They don't even budge when you touch them. Okay. However, as you do, you hear a voice. Is someone there? This voice is deep. It echoes. And somehow you can't tell from which direction it came. Behind the hats? No, definitely under one of the hats. But for some reason, you can't identify which one. And... More frustratingly, you know whose voice that is. Kaiba! Yeah, that's Yugi. Is that you out there? I recognize the sound of your shoes with belts on them. It seems (laughs) someone has trapped me within my own trap card. And in a graveyard, too. The symbolism couldn't be clearer. Somebody is clearly trying to punish me for humiliating them in a duel in the past. Typical Yugi. He thinks that this Shadow Realm mission of personal growth is all about him. You know what? You're glad you have no idea how to move these hats. Uh, Yugi, do, do, do you know how you got stuck under these hats? No, tell me. 
Uh, I don't know, man. Do you have any idea how to get out? No. This is my impenetrable trap card. Magical hats! While Kyber and Yugi are talking, I go to the penguin and I ask if it can help us. The penguin dances on its ice skates. The longer you look at it, the creepier it gets. This is not a normal penguin. This is Nightmare Penguin, a dual monsters card. It would be too weak for Kyber to ever use, but Mokuba, maybe it's more your style. It doesn't have much attack or defense. You try to remember its effect, and you believe that it has the effect of being able to return things to someone's hand. And you go up to it. It doesn't seem like much of a talker. What it does as you approach it is it takes one of its flippers, puts it into some kind of feather pocket, (laughs) and then takes it out again, but it's empty. And it shrugs and goes back to ice skating. One other thing that happens as you approached it, you came close to the ice. Most of this ice is incredibly thick, but right near the edge, it's a little thinner, so much so that you can see something shiny underneath it. I reach over into the ice. I try break the ice to swim and get the shiny thing. You're Mokuba. You can't break it. <laughs> I noticed my brother hitting the ice. So I walk over to where he is and, and I try and hit it. You do. And you have a lot more confidence in your ability to punch ice. And yet yeah. somehow it still doesn't work. What? Oh, this, this is a scam. <laughs> this is really going to affect my ice punching confidence. Yeah, this, this whole thing is clearly rigged. <laughs> Yeah, luckily it's not a Karate Kid 2 fanfiction room, because that's when ice punching confidence is incredibly relevant. (laughs) We also have the graveyard. Let's go over to the graveyard. There are seven graves in total. Six of them are full of dirt that look recently piled. The other has not been filled at all. You squint at the gravestones, but you can't read them. This feels very unholy, but can we dig into the graves? So using your hands, you dig through the loose dirt in front of one of the gravestones. And your palm hits something almost immediately. You've gotten lucky. These graves are totally shallow. So you grab whatever it is and you pull it out and, oh my god, it's an eye. Golden (gasps) eye. Hang on. You've seen that before. You put it in your pocket and then you shift over to the next grave and you start digging. And again, you find something. This time, it's a pyramid-shaped puzzle. Uh Maybe you should give this back to Yugi. (laughs) Nah. You dig through the rest of the graves and you keep finding familiar items. You find a ring, a set of scales, a rod, and a necklace. So you shove them all into your many, many pockets. (laughs) So we've got so we've got the millennium we've got the millennium pieces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Millennium items. For people playing along at home, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! features a whole bunch of old millennium artifacts. All magic, Egyptian... many of which contain the spirits of ancient Egyptian yeah, magic people. full of ancient Egyptian magic Who will people. possess you if you wear the items. But they're just a bit of, they're a bit of fun. <laughs> I reckon... How about we put the penguin in the other grave? <laughs> <laughs> Can the we penguin, pick up the penguin? He's much too agile on those ice skates. You can't grab wow. him. Can I step into the grave? You step into that open grave. <laughs> Luckily, nobody's in there, not even a coffin. Mm-hmm. What is in there with you is a stack of cards. <gasps> oh. So <gasps> you grab those. There are 10 of them. Again, they're not dual monsters cards. What is this? Five of them have very generic looking humans on them. Three women, okay. two men, but no real identifying features about them. 
and the other five have animals on them. You see a crocodile, a frog, a hippo, a jackal, and a lion. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon. Let's go back to the pyramid room. Okay, with the cards? With the cards. We go back to the pyramid room with the cards. All right. Can we put the animal cards into the slots that are under the words? Okay, it sort of looks like it fits, but isn't quite the right sort of depth for it. Mm. It does feel related, but perhaps not like just sticking a card straight in here is the right answer. Okay. The reason I said that, David, I mean, um, Mokuba, <laughs> is I know Sobek, just from, I don't know why this is in my head, but I know Sobek is an Egyptian god. And I know that Egyptian god is, has a crocodile face. <laughs> yeah, wow. Egyptian gods really like uh, human bodies and animal faces. I, I know that for a fact. I don't know about the other ones. So I'm assuming they're all Egyptian gods. And I'm assuming that they're all connected to these animals. Maybe we gotta maybe we gotta put the gender to the right animal for what the god is. Oh, so we combine the cards and we put it into the thing. And there's mm. five on the dueling disc in the in the main area. Should we try and put a man card to a to the croc and put it into Sobek? Mm-hmm. You go to that uh, table in the middle that had the polymerization button on it, and these may not be dual monsters cards, but they do fit these indents perfectly. So you set one of the man cards down and the crocodile, you said? Yeah. You put that one down and you slam your hand on the polymerization button. There's a small flash of light, a bit of a buzzing sensation, and the next thing you know, the two cards are gone, replaced (gasps) by a single stone tile. Engraved on it, a picture of a half-human, half-crocodile. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Ah, This is why I love this podcast! (laughs) This is the feeling! This is the feeling! <laughs> I was like three rooms, three rooms. Oh, we're so screwed. But this, oh, that was... we are Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we take the slab and we take it to the words in the pyramid room, mm-hmm. and we put it in in the Sobek slot. Yes, it fits. Now you yeah. do acknowledge it looks like it would fit in any of the five slots. Okay. And you look at the other cards that you have, and you feel a bit less sure at this stage about what might combine with what and go where. So it's entirely possible there'll be more information for you, because that is some pretty extensive outside knowledge. I know, I know that the hippo is a lady. We should combine those two. Just to save time, you combine a hippo card and a lady card. Yeah. Is that from a recent TV show? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. But as we discovered during the playtest, what was that character's name in that recent TV show? Because it wasn't any of these. Because oh, Egyptian gods have a lot of different names. Oh, so we oh. still have to figure it out. Okay. Mm. So there might be some information hidden somewhere in this escape room that'll help you know these Egyptian gods. Okay. Let's go to the graveyard and we, we examine the crem- cremation wall. You go up to this wall and in a horizontal row along it, you see 11 small inscribed plaques. You expect to see names, but instead it's just the numbers 1 to 11 in order and huh. a little engraved star shape under each one. 
above each number plaque, there is a cube-shaped empty space, and conveniently enough on the ground, you find 11 cubes, an image of which you are going to see. Uh, Dave, would, would you like to read off some of these cubes, maybe the first four? Yes, yeah, so the first four cubes at the top, we've got Ghost Kyber, we've got Joey Wheeler, My Valentine, and Mako Tsunami. Oh, nice. And uh, Pax, next four? Maximilian Pegasus, Mokuba Kaiba, Panic, and Paradox Brothers. Yes, and there are three more cubes at the bottom that say Ryo Bakura, Seto Kaiba, <laughs> and Weevil Underwood. It's hard to not go full Japanese when you say Bakura's name Bakura? because his first name is never yeah. said in the English version of the show. If you had just written so Bakura, I would have said Bakura. Yeah. But with the Ryo at the front, it it's Ryo Bakura. Ryo Bakura. And I can't stop. Um, <laughs> there are 11 people on these cubes. So we need to start putting them into the holes. Mm. Chuck, and, Chuck and Weevil in number one. I put in Weevil into number one. Why Weevil number one? Uh, I'm putting Weevil into number one because I think Weevil is... Oh, I was going to say it's like the first the first person that Yugi versed on um, Duelist Kingdom, but it was actually Kaiba. Was it Kaiba? It was, it was Kaiba. not. You are 100% right. It's Weevil. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it was Weevil was the first one? Yeah. yeah let's try so, it then. Let's try it. And that makes sense, right? You've got the stars, like we saw in that Time Wizard picture of Yugi beating people with the star chips. Mm. That's the Duelist Kingdom system, that you would win star chips off everybody. Okay, we do that. All right. You put Weevils into the first slot. So, what do we think the rest of these slots need to be? Yeah. Billy did not do this during not, our playtest. Yes, I've saved myself so I can help you guys. What do you think... Like, we've got 11 squares. Yeah. You put mm-hmm. Weevil in number one because it was the first person that Yugi beat in Duelist Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, um, let's, let's follow that pattern then because we, we have to complete something for something to happen, right? Yeah. So oh. I would like to help because I don't know the answer to this. Danny has not given me the correct final answer. And okay. I reckon it's we can do lot. this all together because it's probably going to be very tough. This is just a trivia okay. challenge. Yeah, let's do it. So, all right. I reckon I 100% I agree, right? Weevil's first. So then Pegasus should be last. Yes, right? Because Pegasus was like the final boss. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so we'll put Pegasus in number 11. So who's next? Uh, Ocean Man. What's his name? Ma- Mako. Mako could be second. He's pretty early. He is, they just go yeah. and try and steal his fish and then he pops out of the ocean and fights them. Yeah, yeah. he's really early. All right, so let's go Mako second. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, some of the weirder ones in here, I mentioned Mokuba being bad at dueling. Uh-huh. Do you remember him taking part in this competition? I do not. At some point, someone is stealing people's star chips, and it turns out it's Mokuba. He tries to battle Yugi, but in the end, he's so bad at it that he just runs over and steals Yugi's star chips. <laughs> Perfect. Because oh. he's trying to save Kaiba, who is somewhere mm. and do it having something wrong. I don't know when that happened. I also see there's ghost Kaiba <laughs> because there's a fake ghost Kaiba. Like the guy turns up, he's like, that's right. I'm the yeah. ghost of Kaiba. Pegasus's goons create like a robot or something to look like <laughs> Kaiba and they say that it's Kaiba's ghost because Kaiba's totally dead. You killed me, Yugi. <laughs> and now you don't stand a ghost of a chance. Um, But I don't know when that is. I'm, I'm happy with Weevil. Yeah. Happy with Mako. Pegasus mm-hmm. is last. Who's before Pegasus? It feels like... Um, Does he have to fight Joey? Yeah, it must be Joey. Because at some point he has to fight Joey, and I'm sure they didn't. he wasn't just like, I'll get it out of the way early and beat yeah. Joey. And then prior to that, it would have been Seto Kaiba because he tried to... Kaiba tried to pull a throw myself off a building card. 
This is yes, true. That was yeah. quite late. <laughs> to yeah. win the match, Kaiba stands on the edge of a castle wall and is like, <laughs> if you kill me, Yugi, the force of the blast will knock me to my death. Are you willing to kill me just to win a game of cards? There was a semi-final match inside the castle as well before was, Joey. Was that possibly, do you reckon that was possibly my Valentine? Did she get that far? After Joey duels her kind of near the beginning, I don't feel like she comes back. No, she does come back. Yeah. She does come back. She comes back a couple more times. Yeah, She's she quite does present. come back. Maybe, maybe she was in the semifinal. She was. But a I feel like she was in the semifinal against Joey, not Yugi. And I feel like it's the rematch of Joey and my Valentine. It was actually Yugi fighting was against Mike because think- Joey fought against the American uh, guy, Bandit the American Bandit guy, Bandit Key, Bandit Key. Bandit Key. Right. So it's one Weevil. Yeah. Two Mako. Mako. Three Ghost Kyber. Do we reckon Ghost Kyber after Mako? Yeah, because after Mokuba stole the stars, there was some guy that was. I don't. It didn't even look like Kyber in the cartoon, or did it? <laughs> but I remember no, Yugi had to duel, duel him, and he was like, I am the ghost of Kyber, but it didn't even look like Kyber. You are 100% right, except note that you just said. After Mokuba steals the star chips. So let's, because Mokuba's a, a cube as well. So why don't we right. put Mokuba and then Ghost Kaiba? Yep, 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 yep. That makes sense. Mokuba, then mm. Ghost Kaiba. And then there's three more spaces between that and the Kaiba fight. So what's left? Bakura, Panic, and the Paradox Brothers. I feel like Panic is five. It's number five. Well, tell you what, I'm very happy with what we've got so far. Mm. Yeah. So why don't we take the final three, who could <laughs> be just... in any order? Guess yeah. them around. And just start shuffling them <laughs> yeah, around. Yeah. As soon as you shove those cubes in place, they all click in confirmation together. Woo! Oh, nice work. Two wow. of them and their plaques underneath start to glow. The ones for you two, the ones that say Mokuba Kaiba and Seto Kaiba. Which ones are they? Number three and number four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. That's what, what happens. They glow it? at you. They just glow? That's it? Can we grab them? No, they are now fixed in place. So... 38. 38. Or 3 and 8 separately. Or 83. Maybe it's 3 attack, 8 deceive, defense. That's a sad monster. <laughs> That's the worst card I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> 3 attack, 8 defense. Do you remember anything that felt like it had a connection to this cremation wall thematically? Oh, 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 I know, I know, Pax. I know what it is. I know what Who's it is. Pax? Oh, sorry. I know who it is, Big Brother. I know who it is. <laughs> okay. It's the, um, it's the, 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 the duelist hand. We had the Star Chips hand that was back in the game shop. There was a okay. duelist hand with the Time Wizard. Oh, okay, okay. Let's go back to the Time Wizard. I drew it. I drew it. The okay. I Let's go back to the Time Wizard. We run to the Time Wizard. It is still there. Joey is still sort of lounging around in there. Its hands are still pointing to midnight. You notice there are two separate dials. One big, which controls the big hand. One small, controls the small hand. So okay. tell me how you would like to maneuver those. We turn the big hand dial to the three. No, the little hand dial would turn it to the three. Because the little Mokuba cube <laughs> yeah. was on three. Oh. Yeah. And then we turn the big hand to the eight. You do that because, yeah, Seto, you are clearly the big hand. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're in place, the glass screen of the clock swings open. Okay. And Joey Wheeler tumbles out, sprawling onto the floor. Oh. Ow, that hurt. I mean, uh, thanks or whatever. 
Guess you're a pretty good friend helping me out like that. I bet you'd do anything for your friends. Even give them some of your own money or something, right? <laughs> Shut up, Joey. Yeah, as usual, you completely ignore him. You are more interested in something else that came out of the clock. Money, 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 money. <laughs> That's him. Because fluttering out at its own pace through the air is a Duel Monsters card. <gasps> so you snatch it between your fingers, you take a look. It is a blue-eyes white dragon. Yeah. That is more like it. Yeah. <laughs> now Sito is aroused. <laughs> <laughs> My blue eyes. <laughs> what needs a card put into it? I know that the table in the middle of the main room has card slots. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, but that was to polymerize those god cards. We need three. I reckon we need three of them to get blue eyes ultimate dragon at some point. Robot Knight, Robot Monkey. Hey, Robot Monkey, what did you ask us again? I asked if you'd play a game with it. Okay, yeah, I'll play a game. What game? My game is simple. I tell you words that fit my hidden rule, and you have to figure out what the rule is. Tell me three words that also fit my rule, and you win. Are you ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Bot continues. <clears throat> Ghost, but not spirit. Empty but not full, below, not above, thus goes my rule. And it does have a second verse, if you should ever want it. Ghost, empty, and below. It kind of sounds like they're describing the Shadow Realm, because we're down, we're empty, and we're borderline ghosts. If you're a ghost spirit, surely that's the same thing, thematically. Ooh, let's do verse two. Begin but not end, 40, but not 60, first, but not last, and chilly, not crispy. Chilly like the temperature. Danny, just stepping out of the world runner, great puzzle. Excellent. <laughs> Ghost, but not spirit. It doesn't quite make sense. Each of the things, like, it's saying it has a but in the sentence, but the but is not really required. Weirdly? No. no, it's just to tell you that just to make one it a word poem. follows the rule that one word does not follow. Right. So empty but not full. I reckon this is the difference between like a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old because like a 10-year-old would say ghost, but a 15-year but they wouldn't say spirit. <laughs> yeah. But a 15-year-old would say spirit. A 10-year-old can only count to 40, but a 15-year-old can count all the count way up to 60. 60. 60. But no, but not past 60. <laughs> no. <laughs> and what is the monkey looking for? Three more words that follow the same rule. So once you figure out the monkey's rule, you should be able to supply three more words that are also following his rule. Oh. He did, I believe, call it a word game as well. Mm. Okay, okay. Can I can I can I can I try one? Do. Just to see if I see if the monkey likes likes <laughs> the likes the game I play. Sure. Hot but not cold. That is that, that works. is correct. That is correct. Monkey yeah. likes it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah okay. you do monkey. Yeah you do. I got now, why did you, you. Now, yeah, where do you did have a reason from? for that? Um because it was a short it was a shorter word than the than oh no. No, I did it. I was just I was just brute forcing my way through it. <laughs> well, you found another one to add to the list <laughs> that the monkey likes. Yeah, hot but not cold actually is correct, but obviously not for that reason. Because when you look at something like begin but not end, well begin is definitely longer than end, so it can't be the, the something short. And it's a word game, so we're looking at it like literal words rather yes. than like trying to find the concepts behind or the meanings exactly. behind it. Ghost but not spirit. They've both got T's at the end. 
Yeah. I'm trying to find like something in terms of like uh, the cold. Oh no, I was gonna say does the does the first letter of the first word come before the second letter of the second word in the alphabet, but that doesn't apply to below and above. Something about like syllable uh, not syllables, vowels. Ghost. There's two uh, vowels. No, there's only one, one vowel in one. ghost. Mm. It hasn't to do with the letter B, but there's a lot of B's in there as well. <laughs> I feel like an idiot. <laughs> okay. They almost all have an they all oh, oh they all have vowels. They all have <laughs> oh they all have E. They all have E. None of them have U's, but full has a U. All of the top words don't have a U in them, but cold mm. doesn't have a U in mm. as well. You, you don't say cooled. You never say mm. cooled. But it is true. None of the words that fit have a U. And that's not the rule. But, but that's just the because a U of... would make it tricky for the rule to work. <gasps> right. Oh. Okay. Yes, you got something? No, but that's a good little hint if I knew what was going on. <laughs> well, what does the hint make you think of? It makes me think of I-E. Example. For example, I-E. <laughs> I, no, there's no I, 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 I owe you. Is it I owe you? I guarantee uh, there will never be a word with I-E in it. If a word had I-E, it would explicitly not fit the rule. <gasps> oh, 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 oh. For it to work, for it to abide by the rule, all of the letters yes. can't be I-E directly after <laughs> each other. <laughs> Damn, this host, is hard. Host, host. We were so smart until now. MT. No, this is the pu most puzzly puzzle we've done for a while. It goes, I know what it is. What? I figured it out. Has Every he? word goes, no vowels or consonants touch each other. They have something <laughs> in between. E.g. Ghost! No! 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 Oh, chili, 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 chili begins. C -H -I -double -L -Y. Begin chili. First, not last. Last has S. First, first both has T S T, and then last also has S T. So it can't be an S T thing. No. Yes, definitely not an ending So what thing. is it about L-A that doesn't apply to F-I-R? There's a tree in the word first, <laughs> but there's none in last. The word, the letters are in order? Are the letters in order? Okay, so A, B, C, yeah, D, E, F, G, H, yeah, I, yeah, J, K, L, yeah, and then Y oh. is after that. A, B, C, yeah, A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, yes. Yes, yeah. so the word the letters are in order. Yes, in all of those correct words, including oh. the word hot supplied by David, the letters are all in <laughs> alphabetical order. So all you need to do is give us two more words okay. that li are like that, mm. and you will win the game. Okay. <laughs> Can you think of this is words? a game. This is a game in itself. <laughs> what are some words that are in alphabetical order? Okay. Um, floss. 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 Works. I'll, monkey accepts it. I love it. Clap, clap, clap. Do I need to give you a non, a one that doesn't work? No, nah. that's fine. Nope, just okay. words that do okay. You've had hot, you've had floss. Okay. Act, but not perform. Perfect. Oh, I love yeah, it. Great, Act, but great. not perform. The monkey sounds happy <gasps> and ridiculous. The monkey's oh tail God. clanks. It unfurls from around the book. You grab it. And its title, you now see, is A Brief Study of the Mythology of Ancient Egypt. Oh. Okay, so we take the book of ancient Egypt mythology. 
Oh, and now we can figure out the, the gods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. So we look through and I look for Hecate. Hecate was a goddess, half woman, half frog. Great. So we run over to the middle table. We get a woman card. We get a frog card. Put it in. Hit the polymerization. It First works. you get the woman card. You get the woman card. <laughs> you get the card. frog card. <laughs> Excellent. You have that. And then we get we look at Umput. Umput is the female equivalent of Anubis, therefore half woman, half jackal. Oh. Yeah, polymerize that. Mm-hmm. I see. Then. You then go for Daedun. Yep. Daedun, a Nubian god who made it into the Egyptian pantheon, part lion. Great. And then yeah. Ipi. Ipi is one of the names for the half woman, half hippo goddess. Great. So oh. we polymerize all of them. Fantastic. <laughs> you have. All four of those now, along with your Sobek one that was already in the wall. And then we run over to the pyramid room and we chuck them in the slots. The wall begins to glow as soon as the last tile slides into place. At first the whole wall, but then the glow starts to shrink and localize. At the same time, a rumbling comes from the ceiling above you. A hole opens up and something falls down. So you step out of the way. A coil of thick, sturdy rope thuds to the ground. And the glow of the wall keeps shrinking in until it centers around just a few of the letters of the god's names. The first letter of the first one. The last letter of the second one. The first and second of the third. The third and fourth of the fourth. And the second of the last. So S-T-A-N-D-U-P. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I am the god Stand-up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got stand stand up, stand up, and a rope that you now have access to. Wait, where's Joey in all of this? I've been hanging out behind you the whole time. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, what do you think this stand up means? Shut up, I mean, you got to stand up. I'm standing up. Nothing's happening. <laughs> uh, Joey, just go to the middle room and just wait there. <laughs> no, I like it here. How you going? Whoa! Joey hey. goes to the middle room. He vanishes and then appears back in the middle room. Whoa, and he can't leave it. What's this polymerization table looking at? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, what might want to stand up? There's a sarcophagus. <gasps> you tried to move that around and you found that you were unable to get a good grip on it. Oh, 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 oh! We lift up the sarcophagus <laughs> and make it stand up. <laughs> and what fun... T- now, you, tr- you could move it around before. What fun new tool do you have access to? To get some leverage on the this rope. Up. We have a rope. We have a friggin' rope. <laughs> so we get the rope and we start whipping the sarcophagus. Get up, you! Get up! That's the ancient Egyptian way, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we use the rope. We tie it around the handle. Mm-hmm. We use the rope and we start heave hoeing until it stands up. You heave until the upper half of the sarcophagus lifts, rising off the ground until it's in a standing position. Yes. And as soon as its feet clunk onto the ground, the lid tumbles forward. You leap out of the way before it falls on you. It hits the ground, huge comical dust cloud. You cough, you shield your eyes until it subsides. Inside the giant coffin is a body, (gasps) but not a mummy. Definitely not a mummy. It's shaped like a human, but it's got a robe. It's got pointy shoulders and a gleaming mask over its face. And beyond that, you can actually see all the way into its brain. This is not a mummy. This is a dual monster. It is my favorite dual monster. Do you know what it is? 
Jinzo. It is Jinzo. Destroyer of traps. And Mm -hmm. he looks awake and ready to follow you. Oh. Oh, we take him to the room with the hats. We take him to the magical hats room. You head for the graveyard. You keep out of Jinzo's way, but make sure that he can still see where you're going and it lurches behind you. You head for the hats, and when Jinzo's cyborg senses catch wind of a trap nearby, it switches on. A ball of dark, void-like energy appears between its hands, it grows, and then it shoots out towards all four of the hats one by one, and they explode in a flurry of darkness and felt. And pretty soon, all that's left standing there is Yugi. He wipes the sweat off his brow. Thank you, Kaiba. I know we don't always see eye to eye. But I respect your ability to do the right thing. I feel safe with you in charge. You understand what I mean? Safe? You know, like with most of what Yugi says, you don't really care. It's drivel. And something actually important has caught your eye. On the ground, where one of the other magical hats once stood, is a Blue Eyes White Dragon card. Yeah, baby. (gasps) What does Jinzo do now? He just kind of hangs around being jinzo There aren't any more traps around, so it just switches (laughs) off. It hibernates. Okay. Hangs out with Joey. Can I tickle Jinzo? Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Cool. Sick. <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> All right. Well, the thing that we need to sort out now is that we've got Yugi from the hats. Now mm. we need to go to Pegasus. the castle, the Toon Castle, and get Pegasus. Yeah. We need to mm. figure out how that works. To me, it seems like what you need is some money. Yeah, you still yeah. never found yeah. a coin. You did Where's see something coin? shiny under the ice. Yugi, can you break that ice for us? No. What about Joey? Can Joey do it? No, no one can punch through this ice. Like, it's quite thin, but there just must be something about the Shadow Realm that means that that is against its rules. <gasps> oh, 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 I've thought of it. We run to <laughs> the, we run, we run to the Toon World. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, sorry, where the, where the castle is. Okay, the pyramid. I grab the torch, flame torch. You can do that. And I run back to the ice, and I melt the ice where the coin is. You hold the torch at the edge of the frozen pond, and pretty soon, water droplets form. Yes! And then you make a hole in the ice. You stick your hand through. The icy cold of the water means nothing to you. And you pull out a coin. Oh, oh. yeah, that's right. You remember what coins look like. <laughs> How quaint. <laughs> okay, so we run back to the the game board, mm-hmm. stick it in, and mm-hmm. press play. You place your coin in the slot, and the plastic judge man swings his gavel around, and his briefcase opens, revealing the name of a monster, where you have to guess higher or lower than judge man. Do you know judge man's attack? Is judge man the, um, is he the, the, the guy with the crown, and like the white hair, and he's oh, got and like... the teeth coming up from... Uh, like, he's got sharp teeth. He might have sharp teeth. I believe teeth. he does have sharp teeth. I think he's like 2,000 attack, 1,500 defense, something like that. You're not too far off. He is 2,200 attack. Ah, uh, yeah. And the monster that is revealed in the briefcase, da 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 Insect Queen. That name sounds so familiar. It's a weevil card. Are we trying to figure out whether it has higher attack or both? Yes. Attack and defense. Attack. Just attack. So, I, attack. so I reckon Insect Queen is like Weevil's one of his main cards. And like if you want like a super powerful card, they're normally above like 2,500 attack because they need to be like a card that's like, yo, we can what, mess what's things judgment? up. What's Judge Man? What's Judge Man? 2,200. 2, 
I, I remember I had an insect queen. And for some reason, I feel like it is also 2200. Not for some reason, just from my memory. From my memory. From my knowledge. <laughs> Not for some reason, for the thing that's in my head. I remember it being 2200, but is, is, that, a, is that not an option? You look back at the rules and you see another line of text that you didn't see earlier. In case of a tie, you lose. Sorry, this is the judge man's rule. What oh. the hell? You are absolutely right. Insect Queen is also 2200. Yes. And this game has just stolen your coin. Oh, it <gasps> just took the coin? It just took you the coin. Lose. You lose either way. Oh, what? Well, now what do you do? Judge Man, can we have the cult queen back, please? <laughs> Judge Man is not Judgment. someone to ask to get please. something back. Judge Man, Judge Man, come on, no, Judge Man. I will never return the <laughs> coin to you. Get the that's, so, that's so lame. Who does that on the first coin? The coin is out of your hands and I won't return it. Where's another coin? Joey, you got any money? <laughs> I, I spent all my money on my sister's surgery. <laughs> Judgment, double or nothing. That's his game. That's the rules of the game. That's the game. And you That's got the nothing. Game. And I got. Oh, 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 oh. What? What? Okay, bring it. Let's. Okay, I. Mokuba goes back to the gra- to the to the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Grabs grabs the penguin by the hand. Brings the penguin. To the to the board game, and I tell the penguin, get bring get my card, put it back in my hand. Put bring the coin, put it back in my hand. The penguin reaches with its fin flipper into its feather pocket and pulls out your coin. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> Returning it to your hand. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that worked. You know what I love? I love that you brought the torch in prior and you're like, ah, I can't get it to work. I was like dead on the penguin, ready to go. <laughs> and we find, oh, it paid off in the long run. <laughs> okay. All right. You can start again. You are, you do not like being cheated. You are yeah. mad. Dumb judge, man. Okay, I put it in and I press play. What I have done right now is I've gone to a random Yu-Gi-Oh card drawing device. If we get it wrong, do we lose the coin? But you can always get him back. You got a penguin, the baby. You got the penguin, baby. We got, we got a, a money penguin. We <laughs> got a money penguin, baby. All right, so let's see how well you can. What do, I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to read out to you the name of a card, yeah. and I'll give you a fun description of its picture. Yeah. And you have to tell me whether its attack is going to be higher or lower than okay. the previous card. In this case, the current standard is Judge Man of twenty two hundred. Okay. I have generated these randomly. Let's go. Are we ready? <clears throat> The card that is drawn is Dream Sprite. And the picture is a little blue fairy looking off wistfully at a ball of energy in its hand with long red hair and red wings. That's some lower. That's yeah, some it lower has to energy. Be lower. It has to be lower power attack. I reckon it's it, under a thousand. It has 300 attack. Yeah. yeah. You win. You now have two coins. Yeah. We gotta do a hundred. We gotta do this a hundred times. No, 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 it no, doubles. no. Double it doubles nothing. every time. It's gonna get quicker and quicker and quicker. <laughs> you will only have to do it seven times. All right, Dream Sprite is now your standard. Three hundred attack. Three hundred attack. Do you reckon the next one's higher than that? Let's find out. It's called Heroic Champion Excalibur, <laughs> and it is a picture of a giant metal robot knight with a huge sword, <laughs> covered in lightning. <laughs> Higher or lower than Dream Sprite? 
Oh, I know, I know the way, the way, like, I know the name gives off a vibe that it's, like, super powerful, <laughs> but I'm gonna say... To be I'm, fair, we are only checking against Dream Sprite now. Dream oh, Sprite yeah, is our not standard. Judgment. So it's not oh, whether it's higher oh, than Judgment. Then it's higher. 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 All right. If it was against Judgment, your instincts sounded like they were also going to be right, because yes, Heroic is... Champion Excalibur, only 2,000. Yeah, 2000. yeah. But you yeah. now have four coins. All right, so our current standard now, your four coins, we're betting against Heroic Champion. At 2,000 so 2, attack. Mm-hmm. And our new That's one so is Psychic Armor Head. It is a machine card, and it's just a helmet. Just sitting by itself, not attached to a monster at all. I'm surprised it's not an equipment card. The monster is Psychic Armor Head, and it's just a, 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 it's a head. space helmet. Um, has it got an effect? Oh, it yeah. Does it's got a really long-looking effect. If it's got a long effect, I reckon it would be lower then. Because it sounds like a disposable card that you kind of use. Well, let me for tell it. you. Good. Okay, tell During me. your main phase, you can discard this card to add one level four machine type monster from your deck to your hand. And during your standby phase, if this card is in your graveyard and you have no non machine type monsters on oh your side of the field, God, you can special summon at face heck? up attack position. You can only use this effect of Psychic Armor Head once per turn. While you control another face up machine type monster, your opponent cannot select this card as an attack target. That's. Oh! Opponent cannot select this. That is so long and convoluted. But. Yeah. The the reason the fa- the reason I think it's super low is because your opponent cannot attack it, so therefore it right. probably has no attack and no defense, but it has an inbuilt protection system. So I'm gonna say it's lower, lower than two thousand. Yes, you are yep. right. It has well, it has five hundred defense, but zero attack. Yeah. So your next card's probably gonna be pretty eight easy. Eight coins now, and yeah, I'm gonna are go you going lower. to what? The next one, I'm gonna go lower. Than zero. <laughs> I'm going lower, no matter what. <laughs> The next card that pops up, Dark Bat, and it's a picture of three bats. Well, it's higher, right? It that sounds like higher. an. I reckon around eight, seven hundred, eight hundred. I reckon. Yeah, I think you're right. A little higher than you'd a little expect. Higher, One thousand attack. Oh, pretty close. Right. Though. Is, pretty close. It is higher than zero. There was yeah. one uh, bat. So there Ooh. you are. That is now at what? Sixteen. Sixteen coins? coins. All right. Double again. Higher or lower than a thousand? Exodia Necros. And it is a picture of like what? a big zombie version of the Exodia card. So it's like an Egyptian zombie. Sounds like a 1900. What are we going against? You're going against 1,000. You're talking higher or lower than 1,000. Oh, 1, it's definitely higher than that, right? Yeah. I reckon, yeah, I reckon it's definitely higher than that. It I'm is gonna indeed. Say, yeah, 1,800. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. How much? How much? 1,800. You're one so off. Close. 100 off. 100 yeah. off. All right, so we are now at 1,800. That's a tricky number to be at, Mm. especially when the next one pops up. Do we need need one more? Two more. Two more. The next one. So you've had Exodia Necros at 1,800 attack. The next card that comes out is, I believe I used to have this card in Mm. my deck, Mechanical Chaser, and it's like a little kind of robotic orb with a sword for a tail. And lots of really stabby arms. wings and a spear. Mechanical Chaser. That sounds like a 1700. Oh. Is it the one with the ball body? Yes. And it's got wings? Yeah, wings and a ball body. Do you remember Mm. that, David? I remember the box with the Swiss Army knives coming out of it with the (laughs) arms. That's the closest thing that kind of comes to my I think that might be kind of like that. It's the little Swiss Army knives. It's very much like that. Mm. It's a ball, it's got a little face and wings. And we're trying to beat 1800, or we're trying to go against 1800. Yes. Is it higher or lower than 1800? Has it got any effects? No. No effects. Can we ask anything else about it? 
Uh, what else would you like to ask? It's attack. Many, what, what is its a, what's it? <laughs> what's its attack? No. Um. What? How, what? How much defense does it have? I don't know if I want to say. I that. I can't tell you its defense. How many stars has it got? I will tell you its okay. stars. Four stars. Yeah, it's a it's a mini. It's like a it's like a mini one thousand. It's uh, because it's one of those cards. This is one of those cards that you bring out without any summons. Yeah, you, you don't yeah, have to sacrifice Four is tough because there are some insanely powerful four star ones, and then some awful four star. So do you reckon lower, David? I reckon it's lower. Oh, I just you? no. Oh wait, 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 no, wait, 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 <laughs> David. Yeah, I want to trust. I want to follow your lead on this. <laughs> no, but no, but seriously, I've seen Mechanical Chaser before, and I know for a fact Mechanical Chaser is surprisingly high. I just don't know the number. My gut says that it could be like 1750, 17, so it could be lower, but Four. I just have a gut feeling that it's higher. Four. Because I, I remember Mechanical Chaser, I don't remember its attack, but I just remember Mechanical Chaser being like, actually, this is not a bad card, because... And maybe that gut right. feeling is coming from the fact that it's only four stars, you can get it out quickly, and it's already got high attack. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm guessing that that's like a four star wouldn't go... Like 1800 is like the last kind of area where a four star would hit. A four I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen 2000 attack four stars. Really? They're, they're around. True. They exist. But the trade-off is that it has low defense. And the, the fact ah. that they don't want to tell us the defense is making me feel like it has high attack. Let's go, with, let's go, let's go, let's oh go. Oh my God, if I'm let's wrong, go. I'm so sorry, David. David, I'm All so right. sorry if no, I'm wrong. Because no, you have you have history behind this. I'm literally just going off like Yu-Gi-Oh, like just basic. You never played the games extensively? No, never extensively. Not, not to the, I only ever played uh, I, I played in tournaments. So, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. but I just want to preface this, David. Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's higher. Let's go. You hit higher. Oh, Mechanical Chaser. Is a pretty powerful four star. It does have a low defense, 800. It does have an attack that's in a 50 range, right? It's between <gasps> two. I the attack it. of Mechanical Chaser. It's, it's, is 1850. Yes! It is higher. <laughs> yes! I'm you. the king of Yu Gi Oh! <laughs> oh my god. Oh, thank god you took the reins on that one. You need. I one was more. so nervous. I was so scared I was going to be wrong. You need one more. Oh. One more. The final card that appears. 1850 is also so annoying. Yep. <laughs> okay. The final card that appears. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not doing this one. <laughs> oh, God. That there's a card a... that's popped up here with a question mark for an attack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the card that appears next is the... Four-starred Ladybug of Doom. Ironically, it's a three-star monster. <laughs> wait, wait, did you say four-star or three-star? Oh, its name is Four-starred Ladybug of it's Doom. It's called the Four-starred Ladybug of Doom. But that's just because it has four stars <laughs> on its body. It's a Ladybug with four stars <laughs> on it, so but it is a three-star monster. So I, I definitely remember this card very well, David. Yeah. And I'm very comfortable to answer this question. Give it to us. Bring it's it home. Lower. It's lower. With an attack of only 800, yeah, it is I remember lower. This card. You now have 128 coins. You beat the judgment. Congratulations. Oh, oh the mechanical And I even chaser. remember its effect. I even remember its effect. What's its effect? Destroy all four-star monsters your opponent owns. That's yes, true. Yes, on flip, it destroys wow. all level four monsters. Good work. 
the four-starred Ladybug of Doom. I spent way too much time playing Yu-Gi-Oh. No, just enough time it appears. Yeah, the exact amount of time. If anyone ever told you it was a waste, you just scared them to listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you got beautiful. your coins. We go over to the helmet and we get the helmet. Yeah, you don't see anywhere to insert the coins, but it doesn't seem to matter. The display case slides open and your coins disappear into the air. You take the helmet. The last thing left is, is Pegasus. Yeah, you, you put the helmet on and through the visor, everything looks pretty much the same. Except down in the bottom corner, you see some words that describe Deep Sea Warrior's effect. It's exactly yeah. as you remembered it. When there is water around, Deep Sea Warrior is unaffected by magic cards. Water? There's water in the graveyard with That's the true. ice. It's the only water that I can think of so far. You head to the graveyard. You head to the pond. As you approach it, the helmet doesn't seem to like know that the water is there or anything. So you get right up close to the icy pond, to that hole that you made in it, and you just splash a bit of water on the helmet. And suddenly, the interface comes to life. It is highlighting things. It is scanning. Ooh. It is searching for magic cards that it can ruin. Ooh. Magic card. Toon to, to World's a magic card. Toon World is a magic card. So, okay. You head back to the pyramid, helmet on, you march towards the Toon World castle. The helmet's interface scans it, it highlights it, it shows you the words magic card, effect nullified. Nice. You lunge for the stupid castle and you tear its front door off its hinges. The castle screams it explodes like a balloon into cartoony fragments and thrown from inside is pegasus himself Whoa. well that was quite something he stands up and brushes himself off you come to steal game ideas from an ancient tomb <laughs> and this is the treatment you get well i'm glad i had the shrewdest businessman in town to rescue me we should go into business together after all this we could share everything profits stock tips passcodes you ignore him you take off the helmet and discard it one of those fragments of the popped Toon World does not look like the others. If anything, it looks like... Blue a blue eyes. eyes white dragon! Nice! Okay, so we take Joey, we yeah. take Pegasus, ooh. and we take Yugi. Yugi. <laughs> and we take the three blue eyes. We go over to the middle table. Mm -hmm. We place the three blue eyes in the three slots, mm -hmm. and then me and the other three put our hands into the hand slots. All right. So you put the blue eyes down there, and ugh, you can't believe you're doing this. Seto, you instruct the others to stick their right hands in the handprints, and like good little soldiers, they obey. Yeah, which one's my right hand? Oh, Joey. Suddenly, on. with all four of you with your L, hands on the table... <laughs> Whoa, an L. L stands for right? I didn't even know that. Thanks, Kaiba. <laughs> the table rumbles and shakes beneath your touch. It's lifting up. You step back and watch as it rises higher, higher, and it reveals something buried underneath. A safe. A very big safe. It looks a lot like your personal safe at home. Oh. The only difference is that your safe just has a combination wheel at the front to input a code. It doesn't usually have glowing words scrawled across the door like this one does. Which item is missing? Oh, that's the those are the words? Mm. Yeah. Can we have a look at all of the Millennium items that we had held before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember what they were? Got a necklace, a staff, an eye, a puzzle 
triangle, uh, cube, triangle thing. Yep. The eye, the puzzle, the ring, the scales, the rod, and the necklace. Is that all of the items, or is that all of the Millennium items? There's um, is there Mar- Marek's Marek's item? Doesn't he have like an axe, like a Millennium? That's the uh, his rod. was the rod. Oh, that's it's just got some weird rod. blades coming out of it. Someone have In a fact- cape. No, there no, wasn't a cape. But I believe, David, you may have already mentioned this item at the yeah, start of the was, Yeah, there was the there was the item with um I can't remember his name, but like before Ashizu, was it the the guy with the bald guy? He's got something else. If Is you it the look key? at the first letters of the gods on the wall uh, from Ooh. the pyramid room, oh, 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 you oh, might oh, oh. remember that character's name. Oh, oh, Shadi. Shadi was the guy. And, and yes. he did indeed. Have both the scales and the key. Oh, the, millennium the most key. forgettable character of them all, and the yeah, most so forgettable, forgettable items of them all. So forgettable. <laughs> Not if you played the PS1 version, because he was hard to beat. <laughs> I remember that cutscene so many times. <laughs> oh. You don't even have to input this anywhere. As soon as the word key crosses your lips, the safe door jolts open just a crack. But before you can open it, uh, something happens. What the? Why did the safe open? Did he say the password? No, his password's numbers. He just said key. Why did it open? Crump, where are you, you imbecile? What did you do? You are not alone in here, and you do not mean each other. Nor do you mean Yugi, Joey, and Pegasus. The ones talking and arguing in front of you. It's Jinzo. And the deep sea warrior helmet. And the toy robot knight. And the plastic judge man. Crump, the judge man yells. And the ice skating penguin comes running along from the graveyard. You said we needed to trick him into opening the safe, and that's what he did. We needed the combination, you idiot, so we could open it in the real world and steal their fortune. That was the whole point of building this says Jinzo, (laughs) to get one of them to confide in their friends, to show them how to open it. It doesn't matter if we actually open it in the simulation. You look at Yugi. His body doesn't look quite right. It's sort of glitching in and out of you. Eventually, he disappears altogether. And you look at the other two tagalongs, they do the same. It is just the two of you here and a bunch of talking duel monsters. Only now, you know exactly who they are. <sighs> Haven't you destroyed these guys enough? All right, who are they? They are the bozos that worked for Kaiba. Yes. And then tried to double cross them or something. The big five? The yeah, big they five. Worked, they worked when for Kaiba. When you said Crump, it clicked. Crump! They worked for Kaiba's evil stepfather, and when Kaiba took over the company, he fired them all, and they have been trying to get revenge ever since. Yeah, I remember this. Their names are Gansley, Crump, Johnson, Nesbitt, and Lecter. They just won't shut up about how you two coming along and inheriting the company ruined their lives. You've tried firing them. You've tried imprisoning them. Hell, you've imprisoned them in a virtual world, no less. And yet here they are. They've tried to put you in a simulated shadow realm to try to teach you something about friendship and get you to open your safe so that they could steal your money in the real world. They thought that you would tell Yugi 
or Pegasus or freaking Joey Wheeler your intimate secrets. Idiots. Idiots. Hey, why don't you tell me your safe code? Hey, oh. Shut up, Joey. Let me know the password like cool friends do. Whatever. So Crump screwed up, so we can't get the money. But we still have Seto Kaiba trapped here. We can keep him here forever. Put him through all the pain we've been through. Yeah. Maybe if he dies in the simulation, he'll die in real life too. The five characters huddle together. They squeeze in tight and they begin to merge. They combine. They grow. Bigger, bigger. Their arms and legs stretch with muscles and they tip themselves with long curved talons. A tail whips out from behind them. Their necks extend up, way up, and they split into five horned, snarling heads. They have become, as they do once in the anime, the fusion monster five-headed dragon, which beats the ass of your twin-headed thunder dragon, Mokuba. (laughs) This is one of the strongest monsters out there. 5,000 attack and defense. We've got you now, all five heads growl at once. That's what they think. Yeah, because we've got because th- Kaiba, <gasps> we've got three blue eyes, white dragons, and we've and got this- a polymerization button. You slam your hand down on the polymerization button. Nothing happens. <gasps> the cards are still there. They didn't fuse. What what happened? You look at them and you see it. One of the blue eyes has a jagged tear across the middle. It's no. hastily taped back together. This is not one of your blue eyes cards. This is that fourth one, the one owned by Yugi's grandfather that you ripped in half in episode one so it would never be played against you. (laughs) And now when you needed it, it's failed you. It's like some sort of lesson, I suppose. What are you going to do? Oh, oh, the safe. We opened the safe. You open the safe and sitting on a regal cushion inside it is a blue eyes card. A real one. The real. Oh, oh we put it in and we polymerized yeah, it. Yeah, we put all three blue eyes in the in the polymerization machine. A thunderous rumble reverberates the walls and floor around you. To anyone else, it would be sinister. But to you, look, this is it. This is what you do. Blue eyes ultimate dragon appears soaring above you, above the five-headed dragon. This dragon, the five-headed dragon, laughs with the voices of all of the big five. You think that thing can hurt us? It only has 4,500 attack points. Our dragon has 5,000 attack and defense. By the rules of dual monsters, if you attack us, you'll be destroyed. You grin. Screw the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Your dragon roars its monstrous roar, fills the room with explosive lightning. You point at its target, not the five-headed dragon, No, you point at the sky. Playing regular old dual monsters does not break a simulation, but in your weirdly plentiful experience at being trapped in simulations, (laughs) breaking the world breaks a simulation. And fake (laughs) dual monsters are really, really good at that. So blue eyes blasts straight up. You shield your eyes, but that doesn't stop you hearing the screams of the Big Five's mega-fused monster as it gets hit. Even in simulation form, you know how terrified this attack makes your enemies. The white light fills everywhere. It encapsulates all of them. There's the sound of simulated cracks and crashes of the walls as they collapse. And beyond that, an ear-piercing screech, buzzing, beeping, alarm sounds that aren't coming from inside this manufactured shadow realm. 
the computer program is crashing around you. Pretty soon the screams fade, the blinding light disappears, and you can open your eyes. And when you do, there's no Big Five, no Yugi or Joey Wheeler or Pegasus, no safe, no dark rippling sky crashing around you, just Seto and Mokuba Kaiba with funny little diodes attached to your temples. You rip them off, noticing for the first time in a while how much your head's hurt. Suddenly becomes obvious the Big Five ambushed you and knocked you out and dragged you here at some point. You're uh, in a dingy office. Empty except for the two of you. Looks like those goons rented a nondescript place no one would think to look for you. You make your way out to the street, out to freedom. And uh, you make sure to memorize the address of this place so you can do some research, find out where the rental payments are coming from, locate the Big Five, deal with them for real, and also pay to have this place demolished because, you know, that's what happens when a building gets on your bad side. Nobody tries to fake teach you a moral lesson. And you've done it. Congratulations. We are the greatest duelists to ever live. (laughs) We jeweled a jewel that never been jeweled before.